culture, society. On every street and around every bend lies a world positively overflowing with both. But sometimes we can all use a night in, removed from the endless spiral of chaos and absolute nonsense that waits outside our doors. And for those nights, there's Drizzly, the number one app for alcohol delivery. With Drizzly, you can shop local stores and compare prices on the biggest selection of beer, wine, and spirits, then get your favorite drinks delivered to your door in under 60 minutes. All from the comfort of your couch. Because society is great, but it doesn't have your couch. And it's windy out. And you forgot your jacket. And oh my God, would you look at the line at that place? Are you serious? I... (sighs) So download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y dot com today. You're listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. That's me, your naturally platinum blonde pop culture connoisseur. I'm the reality TV junkie, self-improvement addict, and host with only the hottest tea spilled fresh weekly. If you haven't done so yet, go and give me a follow at Just Plain Zach because you know I always keep it funny and I always keep it cute. And if you're like me and you want to stay up to date with the latest reality tea, then just go and give us a follow at No Filter with Zach on the Instagram. Or you can always join our private Facebook group. The link is in the description below. I hope you are ready because Adam Newell and I from Up and Adam are coming. We're, we're going on tour. We're going to be in L.A. on April 7th. We're going to be in Nashville on April 13th. And we're going to be in New York on April 28th. And we can't wait to see all of you guys. We have lots of friends, lots of familiar faces, a few of them from your favorite Bravo shows that are going to be joining us. So stay tuned. We're going to be making announcements every week leading up to the shows. So you're going to want to make sure you're following us. But get your tickets right now at SpillingTeaLive.com. Go to SpillingTeaLive.com. Like I said, our, our show on April 7th, which is in LA, we've already sold out of VIP tickets. New York VIP is almost sold out, and then Nashville goes on sale this Tuesday. So you're going to want to get your tickets ASAP, and we will see you on the road. Go to SpillingTeaLive.com, SpillingTeaLive.com, and you will be getting to drink some of my no-filter wine. We have it in a rosé, 14% alcohol by volume, but less than a gram of sugar, inspired by some of my favorite Housewives moments tonight I have, or today I have I Stole Kim's Goddamn House. We also have Now Tell Me Who Gonna Check Me Boo. I'm ready to mention it all, and I'm ready to flip a table, and we've got four new designs launching in March. So get ready. We're also going to be branching off beyond just the rosé into a fizzy white as well. You can stock up at nofilterwine.com. I'm so excited to break down the tea today because today's guest is always packing the scoop. He's the senior TV reporter for Page Six, and he's here to give us some real hot takes. Please welcome Mr. Evan Real. Hello, hello. I'm I'm so excited to chat about it all, to mention it all with you today. I love, love, love your podcast. Thank you, Evan. I love, love, love all the reporting that you do for Page Six because we break it down here on the show every week. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. I'm going to send you some wine. And since you're in, I didn't realize you were in, I don't know why for some reason I thought you were in New York. So 
you're going to have to come to our show in LA. I'm going to give you tickets that you can come and hang with us. Oh my God. Yes. I'm so excited. It sounds like such a good time. You're like doing it all. You're on tour. You have a wine. You're interviewing Bravo celebrities left and right. Like, how do you how do you manage your life? Um, not very well. A lot of coffee um, yeah. and a lot of like scattered. Oh my god, my phone just buzzed because I have a calendar invite in 15 uh-huh. minutes. <laughs> well, it all sounds fun. It's it's always busy for sure. Um, so one thing I want to play with you today is Shady Spitfire. Okay. Okay. We have so many hot topics buzzing around the housewives world, and I know you're going to have a hot take on all of them. Are you ready for some shady spitfire ever? I am so ready. Okay, first up, on a scale of 1 to 10, how sad were you to see Teddy Mellencamp get the first boot on Celebrity Big Brother? Um, I mean, I don't know if I was sad. Okay, so for, let me answer your question. Um, I guess a 5. Uh, it just seems very on brand that... Teddy would be sent home first. I just feel like she hasn't had the best of luck with the Bravo fandom over Mm. the past few years. So I feel like that energy manifested into her being sent home ASAP. See, and I was trying to think about this yesterday because I'm like, what is it about Teddy that everybody hates so much? Like, I can't really put my finger on Like, everybody always says she's so boring, but like boring housewives are kind of a staple. Like Melissa Gorga doesn't bring very much, but she's pretty. And, you know, she's a, you know, a, a compliment to Teresa, but she's not very exciting. Cynthia Bailey, not very exciting, but she lasted on Atlanta for so long. And we don't hate Melissa Gorga or Cynthia Bailey nearly as much as people seem to hate Teddy Mellencamp. Yeah, that's a that's a really that's a great point. Like Cynthia and Melissa. Yes, I I think you could call them, you know, quote unquote boring, but there's something very likable about each of them. And with Teddy, I'm not like on the Teddy hate train whatsoever. Yeah. But I know that there are so many people who are chugga chugga choo choo on that train. And like you said, like, I don't really I don't really get it. I I can't place my finger on it either. But there is something that's like a little cringe i guess is the right word like it's not i don't hate her but like i i do cringe when i see her on tv sometimes it's like i want to root for her i like i want to like her the way that i really like cynthia the way that i really like melissa but for some reason i'm just not i'm not there with teddy i'm not all in you're not all in with teddy what no i know i'm not i it's like i want to i don't i don't hate her there's nothing she didn't do anything wrong i just i don't know there's there's just something about her that I mean, we have to give her a little bit of credit, though, because like when it came to Puppygate, like she really, you know, blew the lid on it to the point where it got Lisa Vanderpump running from the show, which we never thought would happen. And then with Denise and Brandy, like she's the one that really spilled that tea on the show. I mean, well, Brandy did, but like she's the one that like brought it up at dinner in front of everybody. So she's had like an integral part in pushing the storylines forward. I don't really like Teddy. And she's called me out on her podcast in the past, which has made me like an even like less fan of hers, but like I was just thinking about it yesterday. I'm like, but what is it about Teddy that we all hate so much? Yeah. I, do you know what I, that it's such a great point. Cause yes, the, in in particular about her that, I mean, I, I don't hate Teddy and yeah. yeah, there's, there's not one thing, but you make, you bring up such a good point. Like she, she has done the work on the show. Like, it's not like she didn't show up. She has right. pushed storylines forward. So, so, you know what? I'm I'm going to work on trying to get all in with Teddy. Okay. You, you've made me think this Maybe morning, at least dip that. a toe in first. Yeah. 
Yeah, we'll let's see. dip a toe in for sure. Um, if you had to place a bet, how far do you think Cynthia Bailey will last on Celebrity Big Brother? I hope really far. I like I. I think she'll make it really far just because I think she's so likable. Like I, I personally love Cynthia. I have a relationship with her. Like I just think she is the best. And I, I just Cynthia, if you're listening to this, I'm sorry that we called you, called you boring, but it's, you're so sweet and you're so nice. And you, do, she does bring the drama. She, she can bring the drama too when when she wants to. Um, I, I love her. I'm sad that she's not on Atlanta anymore. So I'm glad that she's having this moment on Celebrity Big Brother. And I hope she wins it all. She's not going to win at all. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> but I think the best she's going to do is like fifth or fourth place. Because okay, you know, I'm happy with that. I'm happy she's with nice. She's likable. She doesn't really get like super messy to the point where she would make like an enemy of anybody. Right. She's not much of a threat. Like the physical competitions, she's not all, she's not really going to be able to carry it, you know, compared to some of the guys in, in the house. The, you know, the mental challenges, like she's smart and she's savvy, but I just, I don't think she's as good at like game strategy as some of the other players that I think she's going to be one of those that plays it kind of safe, makes it to the end, but isn't going to end up winning in the end. But she's going to be so grateful to Julie Chen for the opportunity for being on Celebrity Big Brother. (laughs) Yes, yes. I I can see it playing out that way for, for Cynthia. I hope she makes it far. I hope she achieves all her goals as John Mellencamp told Teddy in that shady ass Instagram post. Oh, no. That was so good. That was so good. And now Teddy has to come home and tell dad that she didn't achieve all her goals. No, her one goal was to not be the first booted out of the house. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. And then Todrick was like, no, ma'am, you're going home. Bye. Okay. Uh, let's talk about OC. Was Noella's gift to Heather's daughter, Max, pornography? It was not pornography. And this makes me so mad because I actually just interviewed Noella and she made a really good point. She said that, first of all, pornography was like so blown out of proportion. It was a, it was a card deck. Yes, there were some insanely inappropriate things written on the card deck that aren't, you know, not suitable for a 17 year old. But I truly believe Noella did not know the contents of the card. And for Heather to drag it out, call it pornography because she knew her her even saying the word pornography was going to be used in some teaser and all of a sudden we're, we're all thinking that Noella is this like dirty new bitch coming in handing pornography to teenagers when she like absolutely was not so I don't know I just think it was a really kind of nasty mischaracterization of Noella and I feel really bad for her because it was nothing close to pornography and she explained to, to Heather that she didn't know what was in the I don't know it was just, it was so messy. And I feel like, I feel kind of bad for Max because mm. this could have been squashed very easily, but like Heather made it a multi-episode Issue. thing about pornography. I mean, and now Max has no pornography. I mean, to be fair, nobody's getting pornography from like a deck of cards. They're going on like their phones. They're going right. on Twitter. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It was, it was weird. I, th- I thought, I thought the pornography of it all was like a very weird move on Heather's part? I don't know if I would consider it weird, but it was definitely strategic in the sense that she's been trying to bury Noella and she's going to throw everything she can to make Noella to malign her character to the point where she just looks like this thirsty, you know, attention-seeking misfit that doesn't belong on the show. Right. And I I think she does belong on the show. I think she's actually been, like, kind of carrying the season more so 
than Heather. I think she's brought so much drama. She's brought the fashion. Like she's, I don't know. I, I really personally enjoy Noella and I love that she's not afraid to go toe to toe with an OG because I feel like a lot of newbies come on the show and they're so intimidated by the OGs, especially like for Heather, she's an OG coming back after five seasons. So it's like the epic return of Heather. And Noella was like, I don't give a shit. Like I, I'll go head to head with her. Who cares? So I appreciate that about Noella. Whereas all the other girls really are, you know, kissing her ass. Yeah, for sure. And like, I, I like don't blame them. Like, I feel like I would, you know, I, I talk this talk, like I would go head to head or toe to toe with, with Heather, but I, I probably would be like kissing her ass too, because I want an invite to the Nobu catered party, you know, like right? I, I'm so non-confrontational that I, I too would be like bowing down to Heather probably if like push came to shove and I was like face to face with her. So I can't blame the other women. That's why I wish I was as strong and majestic as Noella. And I, and I love that she doesn't, doesn't care. Which threat would you be more scared of? Heather Dubrow's to Shannon or Erica Jane's to Sutton? Ooh, that's good. Um, I actually think Heather Dubrow's to Shannon was scarier. Really? Yes, because didn't she say something about her family? Yeah, she's like, if you ever come after my family again, you will lose a lot more than my friendship. Yeah, like if... I think the mention of family made it a little scarier because yeah, don't mess with mama bear and her family. Like if, if you do, who knows what can happen. Whereas like I, Erica was like, or what? And then like said she would like sue Sutton. Like Sutton has enough money to, to fight uh, Erica in court or it's under a cease and desist. Like that's not, that wasn't as scary to me as like the implication that Heather made that she was going to fuck Shannon's life up. Do you think Erica's all bark and no bite? Um, I think that Erica is a lot softer than people think or than she would like you to think. So like, yeah, in a way, but like not in a negative way. Like, I feel like when you say someone's like all bark and no bite, it has this negative connotation. But with Erica, I feel like it's like almost kind of like, endearing that she is like actually softer than she you know yeah tries to make herself appear to be I feel like if you I I feel like Erica could be scary at first right like if you like met her in person like you'd be very intimidated but I also feel like if you were like able to have like 30 minutes with her and just like have a conversation with her like I don't know there's this like secret warm side to her that I that I see shine through sometimes she's a cancer and my mom's a cancer so I'm like very familiar with that like whole cancer energy mm, what are you so I'm drawn to it I'm an Aquarius mm. yeah what about you I'm a Gemini Gemini oh my god my boyfriend's a Gemini I love Gemini's I love that air sign energy Gemini's are just the best you guys get such a bad rap but you're so <laughs> we um, do get a really bad rap you're, but like, you're so incredible. I love Gemini's because people think they're two-faced, but what you really are is you're adaptable and exactly. you're goal-oriented and you know how to adapt to different environments, different situations, different personalities to achieve the desired outcome. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So big Gemini fan over here. Yes. Just keep giving me all the affirmations <laughs> and compliments, please. Uh, <laughs> do you think Kathy Hilton will be a hit or miss for her second season? 
I don't know. There's a lot of rumors going around and a lot of weird stuff on all the Bravo fan sites about some meltdown in Aspen. So I am kind of scared. I don't really know what to expect there with Little Miss Kathy Hilton, but... Well, her legal team has already started sending out cease and desists and getting people to shut down that rumor. They're working extra hard to make sure that that rumor has been zipped up and tight sealed, which makes me think that... I mean, can you really be somebody that goes on a housewife show and is so tr- and is trying so hard to control the narrative? I feel like when housewives try to control their their perception, that's really when they end up biting themselves in the butt. Totally, and that and the thing with Kathy is like to the to the average viewer, she seems so like chill and fun and doesn't even like care about how she's viewed she's quirky she's silly she's loopy she like makes crazy jokes and has these one-liners and like her head's in the clouds but obviously not really if she is so tapped in that she's sending cease and desists and trying to shut down these rumors well, I mean, think about it. Her daughter's Paris Hilton, who built her fame off of The Simple Life, which was obviously a character that was played up as this, you know, ditzy, kind of, you know, loopy, head-in-the-clouds character that's very similar to what we got of Kathy last season. Totally, totally. And I kind of always thought it was a little bit of an act. And, and when I would bring that up to my friends and, you know, fans of the housewives, they would shut it down immediately. No one wanted to believe that. But I was like, look, either Paris learned from the best or Kathy learned from the best. But I think that they both know what to do to engage an audience. I mean, yeah. I, and I can't knock either of them. Like it, it worked in the, in the case of Paris it, and it worked in the case of Kathy. I mean, she was like the hit of her first season. So I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how, it plays out on her second season. The thing that I worry about with like characters like Kathy is like, I love Snooki. I think she is one of the greatest reality TV legends of all time, but there was like a difference in her second season of Jersey Shore. Like it, the first season, I don't think she was aware of how incredibly hysterical she was. And then she like saw the reaction to the first season. And then you could tell for the second season, she kind of like, was up. playing it up a little bit but like I mean I can't blame her because like of course she wants to like continue the character but there is like something that happens between your first season and your second season where you become aware of the hype around you and so like you feel this need to keep it up and then you know you you lose like 25% of that feeling of authenticity I believe so I don't know I guess we'll have to see, but there have been, a, yeah. there was the rumor that she was holding out for more money. And now there's the rumor of her meltdown in Aspen. So I think I could see Kathy running for the Hills like LVP very soon. Oh, totally. And she doesn't need the money. So no. she could skip out on the reunion, get half her paycheck cut in half. She doesn't give a shit. She doesn't like, she's fine. And yeah. She, yeah. She'll be fine regardless. Um, Sheena and Brock, should she pay all of his child support debt? I mean, maybe just to like get it out of the way and move on and not let it be a thing. Like I, if she did that, I, I wouldn't blame her, you know, like, but then there's like the principle of it that like Brock should like figure out a way to take care of it himself. But I don't know. Sheena, Sheena rides hard for her men. So I kind of feel like she is going to do it. And I I know that Sheena doesn't like the criticism and I I can't blame her. So if this is going to like mitigate that in any way, then go for a girl. What do you think? Would you pay off all of Brock's child support debt if you were Sheena? I mean, look, 
she seems head over heels in love with him. And when you're in love, you do crazy things, even like pay off someone's child support debt. So I don't know, maybe if I was like madly in love with Brock, I would, to be honest, I know I'm like, definitely, definitely. This is an unpopular opinion, but I think Brock is so hot. Like hot, he's hot. Like, regardless of maybe the mistakes he's made in the past with his family in Australia, like, just looking at him, like, I find him so attractive. One time I saw him, like, out in the wild at TomTom, and I, my jaw was on the floor. Like, he's even, like, hotter in person. I know someone's going to drag me for this opinion, but I find him so attractive. He is really hot. I mean, you can climb him like a tree, and Sheen is tiny Mm -hmm. that, like, it's a great combo. Yeah, I'm into it. I don't know. I, I think he's also a Gemini. And he has my boyfriend's exact birthday. So my favorite thing, I, if you can't tell, I love astrology and I love Bravo. So my favorite thing to do is when I'm watching these Bravo shows, I look up everyone's signs and then I like try to dissect their behavior based on their signs. <laughs> and Brock is a Gemini. He has my boyfriend's birthday. And so like he does things sometimes that like remind me so much of my boyfriend. And I'm like, oh, Brocky. <laughs> but I feel like, I feel like, if my boyfriend had child support debt, he would he would pay it. I mean, yeah, you. I would think you would want to like work to pay off the child support debt first, or just pay off the debts first before entering into a marriage with somebody else. Like you'd want to clean up your finances before committing to somebody else, right? So I, don't I know, love them, and I'm to... rooting for Sheen. Like I literally want this to work out for her because we've seen her go through so many hurdles and relationships that I just want her to find her prince charming. Oh my God, me too. Like when I tell you I love Sheena, like I love her so much. I think she's one of like, I feel like she just offers so much of herself to the show. And even after the whole editing drama, remember when the editor said that they had like a personal vendetta against her and like made her look as cringe as possible on the show. Like that hasn't like stopped her from just bearing it all and, and doing everything and showing everything. Actually, I interviewed her a few months back and I asked her about that and she was she had such a graceful response about it she was like you know everything I do is me and I can't blame even an editor who had it out against me I was like wow Sheena like I feel like I would be really upset and like yeah feel like a victim in that way but like she did she didn't allow herself to be a victim in that situation and she just keeps powering through and i'm so impressed she She does she's had a lot of bad seasons and she just keeps showing up and the other thing too is like she's also so optimistic when it comes to love despite how badly she's been burned in the past like she just has such a big and open heart i adore sheena yeah you gotta love her for that did you ever think james and raquel would be walking down the aisle i never thought they would make it down the aisle but i also didn't think they're in engagement would end so suddenly yeah well i think i I think the announcement was sudden but it was like a long time coming right all right yes yeah to like to like the viewer and to the fans it felt very sudden but like when they when she explained it like they hadn't had sex in two years so obviously this was brewing in the poor bambi-eyed raquel's little heart for a while so i'm honestly i'm really happy for her you know now that our eyes are opened to what led to their breakup. Like, I, I think they were both stuck in a toxic situation. They're just, you know, they're just not, wasn't meant to be. No. And now he's already got a new girl. 
So, yeah, I mean, look, they always say the best way to get over someone is to get under someone under or five on top more of guys, someone or right? get under <laughs> or five more guys. Yeah. Isn't so good. Good for James. And then also good for Raquel. She's out here throwing like unengagement parties or breakup parties or and all that. So I don't know. It seems like they're both doing all right, hopefully. Well, yeah, because I don't think they I think at, by the end of it, they were both not fully invested in it anymore, that it made it easier for them to just move on. Yeah, oh, love a clean break. Should we bring back the Witches of WeHo? You interviewed Katie, and Katie said she selfishly would love to have back Stassi and Kristen. How are you feeling? I mean, I'm feeling like, kind of like how Katie told me, like Katie Katie selfishly wants them back, and I think like I speak for a, a big portion of the fandom when I say that like, it would be nice to see the Witches of WeHo back on camera, but it's really complicated because yeah. when you think about the way they went down and the way they were fired, like, I don't really know if anything could ever repair that because they hurt a lot of people by doing that. And it, you know, it all came to light during a really, really painful time in our country. And so I think it's almost like too heavy to completely squash or forgive or move past. But on the other hand, I, I talked to Lisa Vanderpump about this and she said she would have liked to have had the opportunity to kind of like slap their hand, chastise them a little bit and force them to do the work on camera. And Lala told me she would like to see them come back and see them redeem themselves and for fans to see all the work they've done, like, all you know, the anti-racist work they've done. So I, I don't know. I think it's really, I think it's really complicated and I feel like I don't know. I, I'm definitely not the right person to say whether they should come back or not because I'm I wasn't I, I was disgusted by their behavior and what they did to Faith. But you know, I'm not the community that it impacted. Right. So I don't know. I feel like I can't speak to that. But what I mean, do do you have any thoughts about the witches of WeHo? I think the witches of WeHo, just in term like switching into like a producer brain. I feel like the witches of WeHo are kind of done and that trio is expired within interest from viewers. I think if anything, the only piece of that story that is compelling would be to watch Stassi because I feel like she was the one that was really the lightning rod amongst uh, amongst Brad and Max and Kristen and Jax. Like, I think if anything, Stassi was the most polarizing and has had the most growth. She's become a mother. She's gotten married. You know, she has a book that's coming out that there is still a story arc to be uh, to play out there that I think would be interesting for viewers. And I think that there are so many people that see themselves reflected in Stasi. this, you know, entitled, you know, white, um, raised in a bubble point of view that I think didn't get to learn from that experience by not who identified with her and then immediately defended her without being able to grow and learn through it with her. And I was very much kind of like LVP, LVP at the beginning where I was like, I would have loved to have seen them, go through that and watch all of that being filmed. But now I'm kind of like, I actually think that it's better that they had to go through that privately without the camera, without the paycheck. They really had to lose, you know, a lot in order to rebuild themselves on their own. You know, Stassi had to let go of her Vanderpump money and her tour money and her, you know, second book deal, which she ultimately ended up getting back. But I think that there's still a bit of a compelling story 
to learn through Stasi. I feel like Kristen and I'm not really that interested in Jax anymore only because I I feel like we haven't seen any growth or evolution in Jax. Like I feel like he just doesn't have the self-awareness to even try to work on himself or be better, which makes all the prior seasons where he would say, oh, I'm a work in progress, very Ramona. I'm a work in progress. Like it now is like, okay, you clearly weren't a work in progress. You're just an asshole. Um, and and with, with Kristen, I feel like there's not much more story to be played there. And then with Max and Brett, there we didn't get to invest in them enough to really care to see them beyond, you know, that one season that was a bit of a flop of a season altogether. But I feel like at least with Stasi, like people are interested in, her comeback and I think that she has an opportunity now to show her evolution to show what she's learned through this and use that as a platform to help other people grow through it as well Mm -hmm. yeah no I think that's very well said and you make really good points there but what I did kind of like about and I don't know if you felt this way too what I liked about not having Stassi and Kristen there is it really allowed an opportunity for other people to shine like Ariana I feel like I feel like without Stassi and Kristen Ariana really shined a lot this season and I love Ariana so much. So any anytime we can get more of her on camera, I'm I'm so happy with like that scene with her and Lala where she's yeah. like, not really, not yeah. really. Yeah. Or I'm a little nasty troll. Like, oh, it was so, so good. So I don't know. I, I feel like it kind of gave the cast some room to breathe. But I don't, you know, maybe they can come back. Who knows? We'll see what happens. We're just going to have to watch what happens. Yeah. Do you think that Kristen Cavallari really hooked up with Craig Conover? I don't know. I don't know. There are these, now you know, Luke. There's... Luke from Summer House is backing up Craig's story. Yeah, and I feel like the Summer House crew all kind of feel like they're they're standing behind Craig, and they're saying that you know he he wouldn't make that up. I actually just spoke to Amanda and Kyle, and Amanda and Kyle were like, no, he he wouldn't do that. It would be completely psychotic if he made that up just for clout so i'm i'm also gonna say that that would be psychotic if he made that up just for clout um and yeah like you know obviously he had feelings for Paige. so if he did have feelings for Paige, like why would he just make that up because that you know, obviously like hurts his kind of hurt page yeah. so so i don't know I don't know. Well, I wonder. I want to know how Kristen Cavallari feels about it. See, her wording and stuff, she's very smart. And the way that things are worded is very particular. Because at the time, she came out and said, I'm not dating Austin or Craig. And she's like, these are my friends, and I'm allowed to have friends that are guys after a breakup. Cool, great. And even now, she hasn't personally said anything, but her rep has come forth and said that, she did not that the rumor that that she hooked up with him isn't true, but she hasn't necessarily denied that herself. And the rep could have just been it could have been a knee jerk reaction in the moment to be like, well, she's already denied dating them that this isn't true or whatever it is. But I just feel like she has not personally come forth and said, I have not hooked up with Craig that to me, I'm like, I believe that this may have actually happened. And then you have to get into what does hookup mean? Because I yes. know in like in New York, a hookup can mean like a sloppy makeout session. But in L.A., a hookup can mean like we went the full distance, you know, in all three holes. So who knows what the <laughs> hookup actually was? Right. Exactly. Yeah, I, I, I was just going to bring that up. Like the definition of a hookup definitely varies among everyone. So who knows what KCAV and and Craig did? I I went, when those rumors came out at first, I was like, 
oh they're a really cute couple like I actually thought they'd be really cute together so I don't know but I also think that he and Paige are pretty cute together although the fight on that last episode was kind of like and then when Maya was talking about he's gaslighting you I was kind of agreeing with Maya I was like what is going on Craig this is he's an Aquarius and he made me very ashamed (laughs) would you go with Craig or would you go with the Italian Oh, Andrea, all the way, who was like completely obsessed with Paige. Like, I'm taking the sexy Italian model any day, just just for the simple fact that he is a sexy Italian model and that he, when he speaks to Paige, it's not volatile. Yeah. And he cooks. And he cooks. Like, like a sexy Italian model who cooks. How, like, how can you pass that up, Paige? Do you believe Teresa is going to regret not getting a prenup? Yes. Like, yes, come on, Tree. And then I cannot believe that she said that, oh, he has more than me. Like, maybe that's true. Maybe it's not. I don't know. He has more debt. He has more baggage. (laughs) He has a lot more of other things other than money and assets. Yeah. Like, and then the way that Gia was defending her mother for not wanting a prenup. I was like, are we in the twilight zone? Have we not learned anything over our decade plus on reality TV? (sighs) No. Like, and, and I loved Andy's reaction. I'm hoping that Andy can like sit her down and be like, girl. Even Bethany was like, I'm going to jump yeah. through the phone if she does yeah. not sign a prenup. It's crazy that that's like, but I mean, I understand the optimism of being like, well, you know, if I'm going to get married to somebody, it's because of love and, you know, and I, it's going to work out and I'm not going to get divorced. But like, as optimistic as that is, bless her soul. But like, it's also very naive considering everything that her ex-husband put her through. Yes. Yes. I know. I. It's almost like it's amazing that she can still trust a man. I know. After everything Joe put her through. But like, we got to we got to come back down to earth tree, get our heads out of the clouds. We got to we got to pop the love bubble for just at least the 20 minutes it takes to sign a, a prenup. Yes. I, I don't know. I, Sheena just, and Brock did it before the wedding. Yeah, if like if Sheena and Brock are doing it, Teresa, you you have got to do it. I agree. Do you think that Mary Cosby will ever understand that she's been fired from Real Houses of Salt Lake City? Because she's out here tweeting, I have not talked to anybody. These rumors that I'm fired are not true. But it's like, just because you didn't go to HR and give a two weeks notice doesn't mean that you're not fired from the show. I know it's 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 really kind of weird actually it's like I'm embarrassed for her at this point I think that because I was a page six exclusive so we reported that she is definitely not coming back for season three and she responded like I didn't talk to anyone this is not true this is a fabrication I don't think she read the headline I don't think she read the story I don't think she understood that the information came from a source I think that she thought that we were claiming to have interviewed her, which we, we did She not. gave you the so, exclusive that she was leaving the show. Yeah, so I, I don't know. I'm, I don't know. Mary. Ooh. I, I will say, though, I am going to miss her a little bit. I know she's definitely done and said some not cool things. I know she's out here allegedly running a cult and draining people's bank accounts to fill her house with designer clothes. But some of the one-liners that she brought to the show, not even, they weren't even really one-liners. They were just like Mary's very weird observations that I just could not get enough of. Like in tonight's episode, I don't know if you've watched uh, tonight's episode of Salt Lake City yet, but there is this moment where 
all the women are fighting and she's completely disengaged from the drama and she's just staring out the window into the night sky and she says heather has the the true uh snobbiness of a, of a mormon she doesn't even know she looks inbred and that is not a nice thing to say she's coming from the mormon community oh she God, is <laughs> calling heather inbred but what is just so fascinating about it is that she does not think before no. she speaks she's out here just like speaking into the night sky calling people inbred like and then what? later being like i don't speak like that words like that don't come out of my mouth and it's like it's on camera we are watching it in front of our eyes it's so wild it's truly so fascinating to me it really is. she is just truly the train wreck you can't take your eyes off of though right no <laughs> she is something else what do you think of this kanye and kim beef that's playing out on social media because he's obviously posted a lot about her and about chris and the kardashian family he recently posted on i think his instagram about north being on tiktok against his will and how kim is putting her on tiktok against his will kim then responded with her statement basically just saying like how difficult this all is for her and how she's trying to work through a third party mediator to have communication between them. But he is making it very challenging with these social media rants. What are now people are giving them shit for airing their dirty laundry on social media, but I feel like it's just so complicated. Yeah. I, I'm a little bit removed from the Kimye situation. Like I'm, I'm sort of just observing it. As, as a fan and a spectator, um, I find it interesting, of course, like I'm eating it all up. Um, but I, uh, I think I'm like team Kim, to be yeah. honest. Yeah. Uh, I like, I, I felt for her when she was like saying like, look, I'm giving North an outlet to express herself. Like, look, North is, I don't even know, 11, 8, 8, 11, I don't even know how old she is, but she's a kid growing up in LA with Kim Kardashian as their mother. She understands social media. She sees social media. She's on TikTok. Of course, she wants to like get on TikTok and, and play around. So I don't know the whole North being on TikTok against Kanye as well. Like who freaking cares? Um, and then I loved how Kim added in that dig, like, Kanye has been through three lawyers in the past year already and he like doesn't <laughs> respond to him. So I don't know. I, I, I feel like more on Kim's side of this whole yeah. thing. I also don't care about Julia Fox at all. I will say though, I love the crop tops and the low rise pants. Love the look, <laughs> love the vibe. It's very Britney to me. And you know, I love me some Britney. Um, but other than her outfits, I don't care. Like at all. I don't. And also the six or four Birkins that he bought her or whatever. Like, yeah. you think Kim fucking cares? She can buy her own damn Birkins. She really does not give a shit. I feel like he's and like. She's not asking for anything from him. No, just to respond to the lawyer and to like get this divorce going. Yeah. And he's like, well, this is my first divorce. That, that one got me when he was like, this is my first divorce. That little dig that he threw at her because she's on I her mean, third divorce. I, <laughs> I you know, I, I can appreciate that little bit of shade from Kanye. From Kanye. <laughs> oh, um, you're watching Miami, right? Uh, so okay, so I, I am watching Miami. I, I love the reboot. I'm a little backed up on the reboot because I've been watching the original run of Miami yes, with my boyfriend. That. We've been binging it. Um, and he doesn't want to watch the new reboot one. until we're finished with the old seasons but i had to watch like the first few episodes for work um but i still need to catch up on the reboot i know that nicole dr nicole has this amazing moment where she kind of clears the girls which i'm excited to see 
I know that they just had like a cast trip to the Hamptons. That was really fun. Yeah, there. I mean, I did not realize how underappreciated Miami was in its time until I yeah. went back and watched. And I was like, wow, this is a lot better than I was expecting it to be. And I'm really enjoying the reboot as well. I didn't really enjoy this most recent episode. I thought it was a little wacky, um, which when you actually watch it, you'll see. But I mean, overall, I think I'm enjoying Real Housewives of Miami. Yeah, I love Alexia. I think she's great. Like She's MVP. Yeah, so good. And then I also, I love Adriana. Um, I don't love some of the antics she's pulled this season. I think that her and Julia are a little like, it's a little like lesbian fetishy, like LGBTQIA plus as a punchline. Yeah. But without that, I do like appreciate how messy and wild she is. So she just revealed that she hooked up with Kanye West. Adriana did. Yeah. And that he's okay. hung like a horse. Do you believe that Adriana? She... Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. At the table. And Lars says like, oh my God. She's like, that's my friend. Can you not talk about my friend Kanye West? Like Kathy Hilton when she was talking about her friend Michael Jackson. Um, <laughs> she's like, can you not talk about my friends at the dinner table? Do you think Adriana really did hook up with Kanye West? I mean... I would hope she wouldn't lie about that. I'm going to believe it just because I want to believe it. The idea of Adriana DeMora hooking up with Kanye West is like a pop culture fantasy for me. So, uh, yes, I'm choosing to believe it. I stand with you, Adriana. I love it. Do you believe it? Um, sh- Maybe like a long time ago, sure. A pre-Kim single Kanye just making his way through Miami. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Why not? Okay, yeah. I'll give it to Adriana. <laughs> but Adriana is also the type that would kind of just throw it out there. Like maybe she like kissed him in a club one time and then threw it out there to like get under Larsa's skin. Yeah, she. I feel like she's kind of not vibing with Larsa and will do a lot to, to get under her skin. <laughs> so Evan, you always have all of the hot tea on all of our favorite stars I need to know, my audience wants to know, how often are these stars tipping you off personally? And how often is it these anonymous sources that are coming to you and giving you the scoop? Um, well... You don't have to give t- names. <laughs> that's a tough question to answer, but I would say it's a good mixture. I would say it's like, if I had to like... I would say it's like 50-50. So like when we have all of these Real Houses of New York exclusives... And it sounds like they're direct quotes from some of the women themselves. How likely is it that they're corresponding with the press directly? I mean, the conversations definitely happen behind the scenes, whether, you know, we're checking with like fact checking with them directly. Cause that's, that's what it is. A lot of the time ah. we got a we got a rep call all this reporting. So we got to call their publicists. We got to sometimes reach out to them directly so yeah sometimes people want to correct the the hot gas and then you know we have to listen to everyone's side and include all sides that we get that way you have like a full objective accurate portrayal of what the situation actually is right yeah we don't want we don't want things to be one-sided if we can help it was getting into Real Housewives reporting something you always wanted to do? Or I guess pop culture, because growing up, Real Housewives wasn't a thing. But was pop culture journalism always something you were interested in? 
Yeah, totally. Like I, Britney Spears was definitely like, she's my number one queen, number one, everything. And she was definitely my like foray into this love and, and passion for, for pop culture for sure. Um, and then I just got really into reality TV, like at, at a very young age, like I remember watching that first season of Orange County Housewives and just being completely enthralled by it. And I just kind of knew that like one day I would be working around it with it in it. I don't know. And then I came to New York for college and I randomly got this internship at OK Magazine. And at the time it was all about like Kardashians, Teen Mom, Housewives, all that kind of stuff. And so, yeah, like over the past like 10 plus years, it's just snowballed into what I'm doing now. And now you're like a true tea spilling professional with like a degree behind it. I mean, who would have thought my, my 15 year old self would be very proud. What shows are you currently obsessed with right now outside of Real Housewives? <sighs> hmm, uh, Pam and Tommy. I Oh, I love... just started that. Oh, it's Hulu. so good. I love Pamela Anderson so much. When I was a kid, so I went to Catholic school when I was a kid. And this is a really funny story. So every morning, I don't know if you like, know anything about Catholic school or went to Catholic school. Yeah, but I, did. I, I grew up going to Catholic school. Oh, okay. So, so you, you know the vibe. So there was every morning we would like hold our hands and we would say prayers and we would go around the room and say like our intention or like what we were praying for that day. And it just so happened that one morning on the drive to school, my mom is also a big pop culture junkie. She, we always had like people magazine us weeklies around the house. Um, so she, she's always, she's in the thick of it. Just like I've always been we were listening to some radio show in the morning and on the radio show it was like the DJ was talking about like Pamela Anderson revealed that she has hepatitis C and she got it from like a dirty tattoo needle. And the way this DJ was describing hepatitis, like I thought that Pamela Anderson was on her deathbed and I was like, Oh my God, like Pamela Anderson like needs my help. So in the morning during intentions, when we were saying our prayer circle, I we literally so people be like for my grandma or for, for my dog who just died like whatever and yeah, I'd be like yeah, yeah. for Pamela Anderson that she is healed from hepatitis and yeah. I said it every single morning and I think hepatitis is something that like takes a while to clear and then like I think it was like 2016 Pamela Anderson like said like oh yeah like I I've been cleared I don't have it anymore or something and I was like my prayers your prayers have like, been my- answered yeah but anyway so I love Pamela Anderson. Um, I feel connected to her. And so I've been loving Pam and Tommy. It's so good. It is so good. I love that you have cured Pamela Anderson of hepatitis C. Yeah, it's it's all me. No, I'm sure. (laughs) I'm sure a great medical team also helps. If you come after Evan, he'll send Jesus after you to clear your hepatitis C. Uh, We've got a relationship, so. (laughs) I love it. Thank you so much, Evan, for chatting with me today. Oh, my God. Yeah, this was so much fun. You'll need to come back and spill more tea when it's time. Where can people keep up with you? Obviously, you have great articles on page six. What are your social handles for people to go and slide into your DMs? Well, you're not single, so don't slide in too hard. (laughs) My Instagram is just Evan Real, Evan R-E-A-L. And my last name really is Real. Some people think that uh, that's like some sort of like embarrassing stage name. But no, my last name is actually Real. So hit me up on Instagram at Evan Real. And then my Twitter, which I'm not super active on Twitter. It's Evan underscore Real. So don't bother. I'm boring on Twitter, but definitely hit me up on Instagram. 
There you go. Go and give Evan Real a follow. Be sure to keep up with all the tea he's spilling for page six because it is juicy. You can follow me at Just Plain Zach all over the internet. Follow the show at No Filter with Zach and get ready. We have new episodes every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. We have Lindsay Hubbard from Summer House coming up. We have Sheena and Brock that are doing a special Valentine's Day episode. I have another Girardi deep dive into the California State Bar coming up. So get ready. Lots more tea to be spilled. If you haven't done so yet, go and get your tickets to see me and Adam Newell live, SpillingTeaLive.com to get your tickets and stock up on No Filter Wine at NoFilterWine.com. That's NoFilterWine.com. All right, guys, love you, mean it. I'm going to go pick Evan's brain for more hot tea.